Hi, this is Pete Russos, and I want to welcome you to the Journal of Uproarious Growth podcast. One of my areas of specialty in my clinical practice is working with couples in the aftermath of betrayal, whether it be from affairs or other forms of deceit or deception. The consequence of betrayal is damage, often significant damage, to the sense of trust and respect between the partners. Acts of betrayal involve one person making unilateral decisions about something that has significance and importance to people who are stakeholders in the relationship, but are not being given the opportunity to participate in the decision. What I tell people who are going through that kind of relational injury is that there is only one thing that can restore trust and respect after betrayal, and that is integrity-based behavior that is consistently demonstrated over time on the part of the person who committed the betrayal. Living up to the commitment to behaving better, behaving with integrity, abiding by agreements and commitments, is a vital part of taking responsibility for the betrayal and to restoring trust. Trust that the greater good of the couple and the family is being protected and worked towards, and that the people within the relational system have each other's best interests at heart. Healing requires that the person who committed the betrayal be willing to take responsibility for the betrayal. This starts with their acknowledging the destructive history of their betrayal and their being open to truly understanding the hurt and pain that they caused the people involved. That is a vitally important part of the healing process and an important early step to creating positive change. The willingness to acknowledge and take responsibility for the betrayal and the damage and hurt that resulted and to do the things necessary to restore trust are all part of the atonement that has to happen if trust and respect is going to be not just regained, but actually developed further to a healthier and more mature degree. Part of the taking of responsibility for the betrayal of others is understanding, acknowledging, and accepting the fact that a loss of respect and not being trusted is a natural and logical consequence of the betrayal and that by making the decision to betray, the person has in effect brought the loss of trust and respect on themselves. Healing requires that they be patient and accepting of the fact that they destroyed the trust with their betrayal, and that it is another natural and logical consequence of their actions that they have to prove themselves to be trustworthy if trust is going to be restored, and that proving themselves to be trustworthy will require time. In my experience working with couples, healing after betrayal does not happen when the person who committed the betrayal wants to deny or minimize the history and or the gravity of the betrayal, when they just want to put the pain and destruction they caused in the rear view and not take a look at it, when they want to sweep it under the rug, or when they try to rationalize their behavior with excuses. When partners try to engage in that kind of minimization or denial, couples often get stuck in mistrust and everybody suffers. Betrayal is an action that says, I don't have your best interests at heart and I'm going to put my self-interest ahead of yours. 
and most of the time betrayal is done in secret. When people make the decision to betray somebody else's best interest, they are typically doing so to get something they want at the cost of the person or people whom they are betraying. And unless that kind of selfishness is recognized and owned by that person doing the betraying, unless they commit themselves to steadfastly confronting themselves and taking responsibility for doing the work of changing their behavior and being better, the relational injury will never heal, trust will not be restored, and the couple will never be able to move on in a healthy and stronger way. But when people are willing to take responsibility for the pain that they have caused others, for the ways that they have betrayed the interest of others, healing, transformation, and substantive growth are possible. It's always moving for me as a therapist when I witness clients engaging their pro-social shame and marshalling the courage and the integrity to confront themselves and to take responsibility for their betrayal, to atone for the pain that they have caused, and to commit themselves to restoring trust with consistent integrity-based behavior that respects themselves and the other people in the relational system. This is what it looks like when the very best in someone stands up and shows up in order to grow and in order to improve the relational system for everyone involved, their partners, their children, their extended family members. This is the power of atonement. This is how healing, positive change, and growth can happen after a betrayal. If you've been listening to these podcasts over the last six weeks, you've heard me drawing connections between the relational dynamics that I observe in my work with individuals, couples, and families, what I call the micro level of relationships, and how those relational dynamics play out in larger relational systems, what I call the macro level of relationships which form our society. In this podcast episode, I've been talking about betrayal as a selfish violation of someone else's interests and a violation of the greater relational good. I've been talking about what it takes to heal from betrayal and to regain self-respect and the trust and respect of those hurt by the betrayal. I've been talking about atonement as an integrity-based process for taking responsibility, for righting wrongs, and for healing and growth. I've been talking about these things and what I observe in my work on the micro level of relationships, but I want to now talk about the dynamics of betrayal and the importance of atonement on the macro level, on the societal level of relationships. I believe that perpetrated and perpetuated inequality is one of the worst forms of betrayal on both the micro and macro levels of relationships. Inequality and the myriad forms of it Racism, sexism, discrimination, bigotry, misogyny, religious prejudice, to name but a few, all betray the principles of love and respect for all human beings. Inequality is what fuels poverty and the awful suffering that goes with it. The inequality that has been perpetrated and perpetuated against our black community is a betrayal that has been ongoing for over 400 years. Our system and form of capitalism was founded and built upon betraying the freedom of other human beings and exploiting them as a source of less expensive labor. Slavery was institutionalized to serve the economic self-interests of the land-owning white class, white men who defined and then ran our system of government. 
Our system of capitalism has never outgrown or evolved beyond its exploitation of the marginalized, which is getting worse in the shrinking of the middle class and the increasing disparity between rich and poor. I see that as an indictment of our specific system and structure of capitalism and government, not an indictment of capitalism in and of itself. There are other democratic capitalistic countries that suffer from significantly less inequality and the poverty that results from inequality than the U.S. does. If we are going to be able to truly address the inequality in our nation that causes so much pain for so many, we are going to have to be willing to make massive systemic changes to the structure and processes that our economy was built on and continues to operate on. In order to do that, there will need to be enough people to truly face, own, and live by the belief that there is no integrity in inequality, there is no integrity in oppression, there is no integrity in disenfranchisement, there is no integrity in racism, prejudice, and discrimination, there is no integrity in allowing others to live in poverty. This is the tipping point that we need enough people to reach, that we will no longer be willing to continue to violate the integrity of our society and our values by betraying the equal opportunities of others to thrive, most notably our black community. We have to atone for this betrayal on a societal level. Our atonement will require an acknowledgement of the history of inequality and suffering and the fact that it is ongoing. Atonement will require that we truly take responsibility for the fact that we have given the marginalized in our society absolutely no reason to trust that we have their best interests at heart or to respect our stated desire and calls for change. We will have to show over time with our words, our actions, and our emotional and financial resources that we are committed to atoning for the horrible betrayal of our marginalized citizenry. Then and only then will we deserve to be legitimately seen as collectively trustworthy. This is the integrity that I want to live by. This is the integrity that I hope enough of us will aspire to. This is the atonement that we all deserve. And if we do this work, all levels of relationship, the micro and the macro, will be better for it. I want to thank you so much for listening. This is Pete Russos, and this has been the Journal of Uproarious Growth podcast. 